Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Inside the 10 o'clock hour on The Fan in New York. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, taking your calls and talking through the sports. It's Tommy DeVito Tuesday. Are you having your chicken cutlets? Well, you're probably done with dinner now. It's 10 o'clock. Or maybe not. Maybe you just got home. Who knows? I mean, the chicken parm stuff from Volpe to Tommy DeVito. You got to love it. He's more than just a feel-good story. I've been on record saying the last couple of weeks he's the best story that we have in New York football between the Jets and the Giants. But now they're starting to put out some real stats and numbers. Opta stats put out that since QB starts were first tracked in 1950, only one NFL starting QB has completed 80% of his passes, rushed for 70-plus yards, committed no turnovers, and taken no sacks in a game. That one QB was the Giants' Tommy DeVito last night, and that's why I say the kid has evolved. The kid is getting better. He's clearly watched his own film, and he's working with Dayball and Kafka, and they're getting the most out of him. He's quick as far as running the ball and making quick decisions, flicking the ball, throwing it where he's got to go with it. He still has room to grow, and I'm not going to put a ceiling on the guy. I'm just saying I, I think the fans that are just so ready to say, this is the guy, we got a quarterback. I, I, I don't know if I can buy into that. The fans that are so ready to say, this guy's better than Daniel Jones. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can co-sign that. And then the fans that are saying, no, we shouldn't draft a quarterback next year with all of the talent coming in. If your head coach is getting this out of Tommy DeVito, who was undrafted, imagine what he could do with a guy like Jaden Daniels, who's, I know, the Heisman cur- curse, the Heisman Trophy winners, it doesn't work out great, but, I mean, the kid is a freak. 6'4", 220, runs the ball well, throws the ball well, and he doesn't have to play next year, right? Because next year it could be, okay, kid, sit and learn, and we have Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito. 877-337-6666. The Tommy DeVito story can extend. It can extend into the playoffs if you subscribe to that, which I don't. It could it could, it could um, keep going into next year. It could extend playoffs. It could, he could be the starter on uh, opening night next year, but ultimately, I don't think that the Giants are putting their eggs in uh, Tommy DeVito's basket. Even if you go back to what Joe Joe um, Shane was talking about in the uh, press conference during the bye week before he had a couple more wins, it didn't seem like they were like, "Yeah, Tommy, we got the guy." Like 
Joe Shane even made the mistake that all of us are making because we go from talking about Danny Jones, Daniel Jones, to Tommy DeVito that we call the kid Danny DeVito. Joe Shane almost slipped and called him that. I don't think that the Gi- the Giants have bigger dreams. <laughs> That's what I was saying. And Giants fans will dream bigger. You want to have your quarterback of the future to pair with this head coach and this GM and this regime. And if Tommy DeVito is here as a solid backup, you need quarterbacks in this league. You need two, you need three quarterbacks in this league. So going into next year when you plan on taking another step forward, right, it won't hurt to have Tommy DeVito potentially as your starter game one with a rehabbing Daniel Jones who's under contract um, on the way back and then maybe a rookie quarterback as QB2 and maybe even another veteran here and not the likes of like a Matt Barkley or a Jacob Eason, um, somebody else. We, we don't know. We'll, we'll get there. Jeff is in Long Beach. What's up, Jeff? You're on the fan. Yeah, hi. I, I happen to disagree with you. I, I saw uh, Tommy DeVito in the exhibition, and my gut says he's the real deal. I think, uh, and it's not, it's just uh, he's got the great instincts, and I think he is the answer for the Giants. I think uh, people are hung up on uh, he doesn't have the college pedigree, he doesn't have the uh, the resume of big-name quarterbacks. So I just, my gut tells me he's the guy. Well, you said exhibition. I, you said you watched him, like, in the preseason and thought he was the guy? Yeah. Yeah, I certainly did. I know it sounds a little crazy, but just uh, Giants are not a great team, but they seem to be inspired by him. They're having a good time, and I think he's he's the future. And I mean, it's uh, it's uh, I'm making a prediction, and I could be wrong, but that's my feeling. I, I you know, when I first saw Phil Sims play. I thought he was the guy, and when I when I first saw Eli Manning, I thought he was the guy also. So uh, that's my gut speaking. All right, and thanks for the call, Jeff. And hey, feel how you want to feel. Enjoy things. Like you're a Giants fan, you're enjoying winning. You thought this season was completely over. It was miserable. You were getting spanked by the Cowboys, forty nine seventeen. Nobody was saying that Tommy DeVito is the future. He learned from that game. He learned from the last few games. He got better. He was better suited for the Packers' defense and more prepared against the Commanders and the Patriots. Let's see if that continues against New Orleans, against the Eagles twice, against the Rams. Maybe it will. Chris is in the Bronx next up on the fan. Hey, Keith. Great to talk to you, pal. Thanks for calling in. You got it. Hey, you know, I, I don't, sometimes I don't put a lot of stock in what scouts say because you can draft someone who you think gives you potential to be a great quarterback, like a Sam Darnold, like a Zach Wilson, like a Johnny Manziel. It means nothing. All you hope for is a guy that could come in and have the potential to win NFL games, and I think you have that with Tommy DeVito. Now, I know the Commanders and the Patriots aren't that good, but last night the Packers are a pretty good team, and they think they have their franchise quarterback, a guy they moved on from Aaron Rodgers for, and Tommy put together a great game, that final drive to win the game. This kid might have the potential, so I say maybe to go out and get an offensive lineman and protect him and Daniel Jones and see where you can go next year. What do you think, Keith? Yeah, I, I think they may consider that. Thanks for the call, Chris. I just think they've missed on so many offensive linemen, and I know it wasn't this regime. I mean, Evan Neal is under this regime. Um, you need a difference maker, and quarterbacks are the difference, difference makers. This year, more than ever, we're seeing, man, if you don't have a quarterback, if you don't have two quarterbacks, you need three. Tommy DeVito can keep progressing and getting better, 
but I feel like the league is going to figure him and the Giants out. I feel like the league is going to have more film and more tape on him to say, okay, this is what we got to do. Will he continue to rise? Will he continue to make plays? How long will he inspire the team? How long will the fan base buy into the Italian aspect of it and the local feel of it and those themes? Is it a flash in the pan or is this something that can last for a while like Brock Purdy did? Mr. Relevant, third string quarterback comes in, leads them to the NFC Championship. Maybe the Super Bowl if he isn't hurt. And now this year, you're looking at this guy in MVP conversations. He's undersized. He was a pick away from being undrafted. And I know there's a lot of people drawing the parallels right there. Let's go to Doug in Washington Heights on the fan. What's up, Doug? Hey, what's up, Keith? Uh, Good to call in again. Uh, As you might remember, diehard big blue fan. I'm enjoying the ride like everyone else. But I am with you on the fact that I don't want to get too carried away. It's a small sample size. Uh, But interesting you said you don't want to put a ceiling on him what i was thinking is right now based on what i've seen at the very worst his floor is that he's a backup and that's his floor because a backup's job is to come in and run the offense effectively enough that it gives the team a chance to win and devito's already proved he can do that so we know his floor and now we get to find out what his ceiling is but i mean he's more than just a practice squad player if they put him back on the practice squad someone's going to gobble him up. Yeah, no, I don't I think would... that's going to happen. I think he's he's QB2 at minimum next year. Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh. He's here next year, and they got to pay him. Um, I don't know I don't know if it's a one-year deal or a longer deal, but he's QB2 next year, maybe but... even QB1 on opening night, depending on the progress of Daniel Jones' rehab and who they potentially draft. Now, they could draft a quarterback not in the first round. They could use that on the best offensive lineman available and still draft one of these incoming quarterbacks in, in round two or three. Yeah, the draft, you know, like how well the Giants do the rest of the year and how well DeVito does might dictate a lot of their plans with the draft because if the Giants do make that playoff push, like all the top-tier quarterbacks might be off the board by the time the Giants draft. So then it just becomes a matter of is there someone they like in the second or third round of the project, and maybe they grab someone or, you know what, they still have a lot of holes to fill. So... I think Tommy and the how he does the rest of the year is going to dictate a lot of their plans for the draft. Yep. There's a lot more football left. Thanks for the call, Doug. And, uh, yeah, I definitely remember Doug calling in, and I think we follow each other on Twitter. Doug is a, a big Giants fan. There's still a lot to be seen just this month. All right. It, it is a great ride to see this kid win uh, three games in a row, to win three out of four starts, to rise to the occasion with all the spotlight, with all the attention, the national focus now on him. I'm just not ready to say he's better than Daniel Jones. I'm not ready to say he's the future of the Giants. I'm not ready to say that they shouldn't draft a quarterback. I think you enjoy it. I think we continue to build him up as a local story, as a a great story in New York football. He beat the Commanders 31-19, beat the Patriots 10-7. I remember saying, oh, they're not going to beat the Packers scoring 10 points. Well... They scored more than 10 points against the Packers and barely beat them. Um, The Packers, I think, fell into that trap. I mean, Jordan Love had a pick. Uh, I mean, even the the Giants had turnovers, fumbles, and then the the whole special team situation, terrible. But any given Sunday or Monday night, 
Guys can turn it on and make plays, and I can't take anything away from the kid. The throws that he's made, the progress that he's made, uh, not taking sacks, even not being afraid to run the ball, to go get a first down, move the chains, and take on a linebacker, try and juke a linebacker. He's showing you that he belongs. He's showing you that that first game where they handcuffed him, we were thinking this kid isn't, like, he might not even be an NFL quarterback if they're afraid to throw the ball. I really think it was a strategy. It was, it was not the best strategy, but Tyrod Taylor was supposed to stay in the whole game. Tyrod goes down, next man up, and Saquon was having such a big game. They're like, all right, let's just um, ride Saquon and not potentially throw this game away because it was a tight game with the Jets' defense being opportunistic, whatever. It's in the past. But I think that one game, let's say they win out or they you know, they win three out of the next four, whatever it is, that one game against the Jets is going to sting because you, you're going to look at a team that potentially could have went to the playoffs back-to-back years, could have snuck in back-to-back years. And uh, we'll see what happens with Tommy DeVito. But, okay, now I have my last mystery guest joining us here. I've been meaning to bring this guy back on. Let's see if you guys can figure it out. Uh, Joining us right now, this guy writes for The Athletic. Um, Let me see. How else can we figure out who this guy is? Well, you can say hello. (laughs) How's it going, Keith? Going well, going well. Um, I've had you on a couple times before. I think I probably just gave it away. Let's see. Um, in the preseason, what were uh, what were some of the things you wrote about covering um, one of our NFL teams here in this area? What did I write about in the preseason? Let me think here. Um, I wrote about how they were trying to build on a, a playoff appearance last year. <laughs> is, that a, is that a good enough hint? <laughs> Narrows it down to one of the two. Yeah, that's a dead. That's a dead giveaway. And uh, no knock on you, you're probably not as famous as Bob Hurley. It's Dan Duggan joining us, who covers the Giants for The Athletic. I think this is the third or fourth time I've had him on the fan. And I want to get right to it. You heard us. We're talking about Tommy DeVito and the Giants. And I just think that, like, you know, we're prisoners of the moment. I don't want to take anything away from the kid because I love the story. I I love the fact that he played at Don Bosco, local kids, lives, lives at home with his mom. It's great. But I just think that, like, we ride waves here so much. Uh, you know, this time last year, it's, oh, Daniel Jones is the future. Oh, we got we to gotta sign Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to lead us to the playoffs. Daniel Jones has really become. And then, obviously, he gets hurt this year, and here we are. So my question for you is, from what you've seen of Tommy DeVito, do you feel like he can be QB1? I, I know he's, he's shown enough to be a backup, but do you feel like he could actually be the Giants' plan next year? Because we don't know about Daniel Jones' recovery. But do you think he's a solid plan for the Giants to go into next season as, yeah, Tommy DeVito is going to be our first-string quarterback? Uh, no, I'm not there yet. Um, but I'll be, I'll be honest, I've been a little bit of a, a skeptic of the whole kind of DeVito mania. Um, but last night certainly started to win me over. Because when you go back to the first two wins, I mean, he did a good job as far as not turning the ball over, uh, made a few big throws. Um, but the defense really kind of carried them in, in those games. Um, you know, last night I felt like he uh, just played a really efficient game, you know, added something with his leg. It, to me, it really reminded me of a 2022 Giants game, and it's obviously what we saw with Daniel Jones. Now, uh, I think Daniel Jones is a more talented athlete than Tommy DeVito, but just in terms of how they operated the offense and the way the coaches ran the offense, it looked very similar. You know, it was kind of like, hey, we're going to use your legs. We're going to get you out of the pocket. We're going to hit a couple throws, but we're not going to make any, you know, crazy risks. Um, you know, again, don't turn the ball over. 
So it's really that same formula that they used with Jones. Now the fact that they're able to duplicate that with an undrafted rookie, you can look at that two ways. Like, well, then why do we just pay a guy $160 million if we can get similar production from an undrafted rookie? Flip side, uh, it speaks well to this coaching staff that they are just able to, you know, get quarterbacks to play at a functional level, um, especially a guy like Tommy DeVito who, you know, is coming off the practice squad, didn't even think he was going to play at all this year, and then obviously circumstances forced him into action. But I think it's a nice story right now. I think he took a big step uh, last night. There's still, you know, there's some challenges ahead. Going down to New Orleans, it's a really good defense, tough place to play. Obviously the Eagles, uh, you know, defense hasn't been great, but that's still going to be a, a pretty challenging matchup for sure. Um, so let's kind of get through this, this four-game stretch here to close it out and see where we're at. Um, I don't think there's any way they could be sitting there right now saying, like, we have our QB1, we have our Brock Purdy or, uh, or anything like that at this stage. But and the beauty of it, he's kind of exceeded all expectations to this point, so he might still you know, continue to prove me wrong. And um, you know, with, a, with a strong finish here, maybe they do start to feel uh, differently about him you know, as we get into the offseason. Yeah, I'm, I know the progression. We can all see. I know he's evolved. I know he's gotten better over the weeks. I give him that. I also have pointed to all the different things around him because I feel like so quickly people are like, he's better than Daniel Jones. Look, this kid, look at this kid. He, we don't have to pay him. He's better than Daniel Jones. And I'm saying, like, Daniel Jones – Started off the season going up against like playoff teams, uh, the Dolphins, the the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Seahawks, if they find their way in. And he had a ton of pressure and expectations on his back coming off of, like you wrote about, a playoff appearance and win last year, two playoff games, and then a, a $40 million contract. And I'm, t- I'm trying to speak to the fact that like pressure is a real thing in the NFL. Expectations are a real thing in the NFL. I even drew the parallel of Zach Wilson. People are like, oh, Zach Wilson was reluctant to play. Look at him now. I'm like, yeah, because what is he playing for? They're not making the playoffs. He knows his time here is most likely done. He's just going out there and playing ball. And I feel like at this late stage of the season, I know the Giants are still potentially in the playoffs, but what are they playing for? Tommy DeVito can go out there and after the game say, yeah, I've been playing this game since I was five. I'm going to continue to do that. So I think there's just less pressure um they have gotten healthier healthier with their left tackle their center their running back being there who were missing with daniel jones and the defense has come along so the next question is about the playoffs i haven't crunched the numbers i just don't realistically think it's going to happen i think if you lose to the eagles twice you're out i think if you lose one of these games against the saints and the rams who also could be vying for that wild card position you're out but do you think that the giants making the playoffs is a real possibility with their schedule coming up and Tommy DeVito under center. No, I mean I don't think so. I mean, listen, they were two and eight, um, so it's an achievement just even with the fact of having this conversation. But to make the playoffs, you know, they'll have to run off by seven seven wins in a row. And you know, um, this win streak started against the Commanders and the Patriots, and obviously it was a step up against the Packers. But it doesn't let up here because again, like I said, they go to New Orleans, not a great team, but tough place to play, good defense. Then of course the two matchups with Philly. And then the Rams are another team that's right ahead of them in the standings that, you know, was really a hot team. I know they lost, but that game against Baltimore was uh, kind of like an instant classic, and certainly um, that's a formidable opponent. So uh, the, the thing is they're one game out of that seventh seed, which sounds nice, until you realize they have to jump about six teams to get in there. And, you know, while the, while the Giants are playing the Eagles, you know, some of these other teams are going to be playing the Panthers and the Cardinals. So, like, they're already a game ahead of the Giants, and they're going to have a chance to kind of fatten up. And there's so many teams. It's not like they only need to jump over one team, and if that team falters, 
some of these teams are going to back into wins. Like they play each other, you know, like New Orleans is going to play Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay is going to play Green Bay and all these teams that are bunched together, but with one more win than the Giants are going to face off each other. So obviously inevitably um, one of those teams will, will add to their win total. So the Giants can be playing catch up while playing against better teams. Now it helps that they get to play New Orleans and the Rams because obviously you can directly make up ground like they did on the Packers last night. But uh, I mean, listen, I, I know Philly's faltered a little bit here lately. I'm not quite ready uh, to put the Giants in and ready to upset them. So the fact that they said those two matchups, I think that's why uh, obviously the odds are so low with all the computers because, you know, they're going to be underdogs in these final four games. So to to look at crunch of the numbers and think they're going to win three or four of them, all four of them, it's just really uh, something that's hard to, to fathom at this point. We're joined right now by Dan Duggan from The Athletic who covers your New York Giants. Dan, I mean, another thing that I feel like has helped Tommy DeVito and these Giants late in the season is the emergence of some different guys. Like, Aziz Ojolari was never available. But, I mean, you could see him clearly last night, and he's been healthy now. Wandale Robinson, who almost a year ago tore his ACL. Big game for him last night. He wasn't going off like that with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones didn't have this version of the Giants' defense that's getting stops, applying pressure, turning the ball over, or getting turnovers. Like, they were not playing like this in the beginning of of the year, um, I think credit to the coaching, credit to what you know the the mentality they have in the building that these guys did not tank. But there's definitely some players on the Giants that have stepped up because they're playing for their next deal. They're playing for the name on the back of their jersey. Can you speak to some of the players like Ojolari, like Wandale, anybody else that I'm missing out that through this last stretch of games, right? Tommy DeVito doesn't win on his own. Other guys on the team, uh, Banks, even Xavier McKinney. Dexter Lawrence, like these guys have stepped up their play as well. Yeah, no doubt. And again, again, you go back to, I feel like kind of the line of demarcation was that Cowboys game where they dropped a two and eight. It was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, there was all the drama on the sidelines and it just felt like the wheels were ready to come off and it could have been, you know, you got DeVito is going to be the starting quarterback to the rest of the way. Potentially you're looking at maybe a two win season. Um, and then, then, you know, who knows where things can go if, if it really falls apart like that. So obviously credit to the coaching staff, credit to the locker room for not falling apart, and obviously they've turned things around. And, yeah, to your point about, like, individual performances, that's why the tank talk is fun for fans. And, I listen, if you're a fan and you hope that they lost that game last night, that's whatever. Like, that's fine. But, obviously, nobody involved is hoping to lose. Like, these guys are all prideful competitors. And, and the other point you made, they're all either, you know, playing for the next contract or playing for another team. So they're not going to put bad film out there. So, yeah, no, I think there are a lot of guys who have either continued to play at a high level, like whether it's a Dexter Lawrence, Bobby Okereke, Kayvon yep. Thibodeau, like some of those guys have been consistent all season. And then you add in some of these young guys, and that's the stuff to get you excited at this stage. Because sure, hey, you know the playoffs are out there, but just the fact that this is important development time. And you know, seeing Wondell Robinson play like that, you're like, okay, like this is the guy that they thought um, when they took him in the second round. This is what he can do, and you just haven't seen it because of the injuries. So now. Uh, if he can play like that for the next, you know, four weeks, you say, oh, wow, all right, they got a real piece there. Jalen Hyatt, obviously, uh, kind of the breakout game before the bye. So guys like that, I mean, they're young. You've seen flashes. But now you have a chance to maybe see a, a, a stretch where you go into the offseason saying, okay, like, we, we're set at this position, you know, whatever it may be. David McKinney, um, you know, he's a guy who's going to be a free agent. Maybe he makes them think twice about, hey, do we want to make sure we keep this guy as, as a core piece because he's played really well lately. So, um, it's an important time for these guys, whatever happens in the playoff race, just in terms of kind of establishing their future. And as far as the Giants, kind of knowing who are the core pieces that they can build around, because obviously they still have some work to do regardless of this, this little run they're on right now. 
Yeah, last thing I'll ask you is about the coordinators. I feel like while they were losing and we're seeing uh, Wink and and Dable go back and forth on the sideline. And then, I mean, even last night with uh, McKay, the special teams, as I said the special teams, so the Giants have been horrendous for back-to-back <laughs> years. I think he's good as gone. I'm not sure if Kafka is, is here now. Like, what do you think about the future with Dable and his coaching staff? Do you think, regardless of where this season ends up, they go in a different direction, like two years is enough, they ran it back? Do you, do you expect to see a different defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, special teams guy in here? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did a mailbag last week, and I set the over-under at new coordinators at two and a half. <laughs> so uh, that tells you I'm expecting some turnover. I mean, it will be a clean sweep of all three. That's sort of the, the question I don't have the answer to. Like, I definitely would think, you know, Thomas McGahee's time has kind of run his course. He's been here for a while. He's survived a couple of coaching changes. Like you said, special teams has just not been good enough. I think that's kind of an easy change. Um, Dave can go, go bring in someone from the outside. Uh, Kafka to me is almost the hardest one to handicap because, you know, he's kind of following Dable's orders to an extent. I mean, Kafka calls the plays, but Dable's very hands on on the offense. So are you really going to scapegoat him and say, Hey, the offense has been bad because of the play caller when Dable's very involved in the offense. So that one I'm a little curious on. Maybe Kafka has uh, a better option elsewhere. Obviously he was on the head coaching circuit last off season. Wouldn't think that'll happen again, but I don't know. Maybe if a friend gets a job and wants to bring him in, maybe there's a, a mutual parting, which is a term you hear a lot at this time of year. And then the other guys wink, and that's, that's the big one. Because uh, obviously that's where the, the Jay Glazer report is still kind of, you know, the, the after effects of that are still being felt. It wasn't a surprise to hear that there's friction. The surprise was to know that, um, you know, Glazer report doesn't think the relationship will even survive. Um, you know, they've tried to kind of put that fire out, not overly convincingly. Um, I still think if you had to ask me today, I do not think wink is back. Uh, but I do think, you know, cooler heads should prevail and they should get in a room and, you know, hey, we got to figure this out because this defense, while it's obviously had some really bad games this year, when it's clicking, you know, in its best form, it's the reason why they've won pretty much every game. I guess you put the Cardinals game aside, but um, the reason why they've been competitive in, in even some of the other games is really all because of the defense. So I don't think it's a great idea to to have a personality conflict lead to starting over. You know, Wink runs a very unique scheme. Uh, you have guys that are kind of fits for it and are comfortable in it. I think they need to work that out. I'm not convinced that they will. So, yeah, I think it's possible you could have three new coordinators, which is wild to consider uh, as we started this conversation, talking about a team that won a playoff game a year ago. All right, let me sneak one more question in because I have this line of thinking that I've been putting out there. and I mean, I heard Joe Shane himself say he's done more work on this draft, which makes sense, than any of the other two drafts uh, since they've been here. Now, I just think with the influx of, of talented quarterbacks on the way, and this year where you see teams down to their third-string quarterback, like the Giants, you need talented quarterbacks. I just don't see how they pass on a quarterback if they lose and end up in the top 10. I just saw on ESPN before I got on tonight that there's a mock draft that has them picking number four and taking Jaden Daniels, who just won the Heisman Trophy here in New York. Do you think that these guys want their own guy? They didn't draft Daniel Jones. I mean, Tommy DeVito came out of nowhere. Do you think that Shane and Dable want to draft their own quarterback of the future? And I think next year, I could see a QB room that has Tommy DeVito, Daniel Jones, and the quarterback of their choosing. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I think that is going to be the question of the offseason. And, you know, you kind of talk about things have changed in a year. When they gave Daniel Jones a four-year, $160 million contract, I did not think that, you know, less than a year later would be wondering if they're going to be 
uh, you know, moving on and in position to potentially take his replacement. But it's certainly on the table. I mean, I think they're projected to pick eighth right now with this little win streak. But as much as there's a group of teams fighting again in the playoffs, there's a group of teams kind of fighting for like that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh pick. So um, they certainly could kind of move up in, in the draft order if they lose some games here down the stretch. And yeah, they could be in striking distance. Because I think, you know, the, the odds of getting Caleb Williams and Drake May are low unless they want to trade up because those bottom three teams seem to be pretty locked into those spots. Uh, but yeah, Jaden Daniels is probably that kind of X factor guy that I've, I honestly, I haven't done, I'm not a scout to begin with, but I haven't done enough research on to know, um, you know, if, if they would like him, where, if he really is worthy of being that high of a pick. But yeah, that is going to be the single biggest intrigue this offseason because, uh, they obviously have the one thing they know. Daniel Jones isn't going to be ready to play potentially until training camp and it could obviously extend into the regular season. You don't right. know how a guy is going to rehab an, an ACL, but, they're going to need another quarterback for the spring because Tommy DeVito is the only guy in the contract. You need at least two or three arms just to function and practice. Uh, and obviously they're going to get someone who can do more than function. They're going to either have to sign a veteran who can, you know, potentially be a stopgap starter, kind of like what Tyrod Taylor has been, or you draft a guy early and say, maybe he's ready to start week one. Maybe if Jones is back, this kid can kind of do the apprentice thing for a little while and, and be waiting in the wing. So, it's going to be super intriguing. I wish I had a better answer, but it's, it's like there's so many variables just to get to that point. And again, like I will spend so much time in this offseason. I'm already kind of looking ahead slash dreading how much time I'm going to spend in my life uh, contemplating the Giants quarterback future because, again, it's, it's definitely going to loom over just about everything they do this offseason. Yeah, nobody knows. That's why we're trying to figure it out. That's why some people are putting Tommy Cutlets as QB1. <laughs> some people are saying, hey, don't forget about Daniel Jones coming back. And other folks are saying, look at the draft. Dan, thank you for the time tonight. Yeah, no, anytime, man. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Dan Duggan from The Athletic covering your New York football giants. I'm Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, my Casamigos big shot of the night. But for the next less than 90 minutes that we have until my show's over, we're taking calls. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. McPherson on the fan. It's a Tuesday night, talking sports, passing the time. Hopefully you're good wherever you are. If you're driving, if you're working, if you're just chilling at home, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. 877-337-6666. It's Tommy DeVito Tuesday. That's been the main topic of conversation all day on the fan. Uh, we've heard every thought or take, good, bad, and different. I think I've given you my stance is just don't be so much of a prisoner of the moment. I'm not saying we tear the kid down and say what he can or can't do because nobody knows that. But I think we slow our roll, pump our brakes a little bit on uh, thinking that this is more than just a couple games in the NFL where anything can happen and opponents can uh, play down to their competition or underestimate a third-string undrafted quarterback. And they could get caught by a good game plan and some good game calls, um, some good play calls and some Things in the game that don't go their way, turnovers, special teams mistakes, and next thing you know, you lose that game. All credit to the kid. I love the whole local feel, the Italian aspect. It just fits with the Giants, and it's the best story that we have in New York football this season. And it's rare that we have a week where both the Jets and the Giants win. It's rare that we can talk about both. And, I mean, in the way that the games were staggered Sunday and Monday, nobody's calling up to talk about Zach Wilson. We'll, we'll try and, uh, you know, do a little bit of that in the last hour. Nobody's calling to talk about the Jets beating the Texans. But on Monday night, a primetime game, when you've watched Daniel Jones and the Giants lose on primetime games over and over again, the kids stepped up with the world watching the stage. Wasn't too big. The lights weren't too bright. And I think that this kid is going to be more than uh, – you know, just a practice squad player. I think he's going to stick with the Giants either as QB2 or maybe work his way to QB1 in some capacity. But they, I don't think, hitch their wagon and say, oh, we got a steal, undrafted. Here's the guy. And I know that they're not going to say that because uh, here's some audio of Brian Dable being asked about Tommy DeVito. And the interviewer or the reporter who asked the question was trying to draw a line between him and Tommy Brady. Tom Brady being the 199 pick in the sixth round and Tommy DeVito being undrafted. Let's play that. Uh, Brian, I, I know this is probably going to make you cringe a little bit, and I want to say that I'm not comparing Tommy to the greatest quarterback of all time, but you were on the staff in New England when the 199th pick came Tom. out of nowhere and took Tom. over the uh, team. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we're four games in. I know, I know. I appreciate. I do appreciate the question, but well, here's, well, here's what here's what I, here's why I wanted to ask you, Brian. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like the the head coach, I guess, and the the guy asking the question, his name was Tom. Like he had to stop him. We're four games in, comparing him to the greatest quarterback of all time. 
Why do we do that? I know why we do it, because we're prisoners of the moment. We want to be like, yeah, this is it. The pastronaut. Josh Dobbs, how high was everybody on the pastronaut, myself included? Oh, look at this guy. He came in. He didn't know his teammates' names. He won them a game. Yeah, against the Atlanta Falcons, who aren't any good, and played down in their competition, and he ended up in the game. He's benched now. Threw multiple interceptions in a primetime game against the Browns. Like, it's, man, the NFL stands for what, folks? Not for long. They will figure you out. Chris is up in Syracuse. What's up, Chris? You're on the fan. Got the fan going up. On a Tuesday, you know, good to be back. That's what I'm talking about. How we doing, Keith? How we doing? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, give it a call from Syracuse. You know, the whole DeVito thing is a good story, and I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, his career at Syracuse, his big-time recruit for us getting up because we don't you know, get much up here in Syracuse. And, um, you know, I just uh, – you, you, you almost feel like you're just waiting for the shooter drop. Wait to see what he does against Philly. I'm rooting for the kid. Obviously, but you know it's uh it's really tough to you know think this is gonna you know keep going on. Yeah. I get it from the fans. You want to hold on to it. You want to take the best. You know, hometown kid. It's a great story, but it's uh it's tough to think that this is gonna. Yeah, let's out. let's just not say he's better than Daniel Jones. Let's not compare him to Tom Brady. I I understand the Brock Purdy parallels because Brock Purdy ripped off seven wins in a row, but Brock Purdy was on a way better team than yeah, no Tommy doubt. DeVito is. Yeah, and I just think the coaching, I mean, what Dayball is doing, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I'm giving a lot of credit to Devito, yeah. of course, but, yeah. man, I got to give it a, a lot to Dayball. He had a rough start to the season, but what they've done over the last five, six weeks, what he's doing he's with, He's gone to work. Know, he's coach of the year for a reason. They do have the right head coach over there. He's gone to work, and that's why I've been saying, if this is what he's getting out of undrafted Tommy Devito, who went to Syracuse in Illinois, Imagine what he can get out of a five-star recruit of his liking, uh, a top-flight quarterback coming into this league that has the size, the speed, the arm strength. Imagine what he can get in a couple years out of the quarterback that they actually choose. Yeah, and really quick, I don't know. <laughs> this is how bad Syracuse QBs have been. He joins the list as the second Syracuse quarterback, along with Donovan McNabb, with three-plus wins in the NFL. Yikes! Yeah, uh, yeah Ryan, Ryan sure. Nassib did. Ryan Nassib didn't win three. No. Uh, no. Man, I don't know if I can name another Syracuse quarterback in between that made it to the league. It's been uh, rough tough, up there. Man. Even as a Syracuse fan, I'm, I'm have, having trouble myself. But uh, you know, can you imagine what Dayball would be doing with Zach Wilson? Really, I mean, as a Jets fan, I'm holding on to him, man. I just uh, he makes some of these throws. That's that a great. That's a great look across the street. Like, imagine what he would have done with the skill set and talent that Zach Wilson has. Thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. That's my good segue to talk about Zach Wilson. You know, I, I for a little while on Mondays when I would do my show after Monday Night Football, we would do a little Monday Night Quarterbacking, and I would do before, during, and after, right? Before the Jets game, it was... Oh, Zach Wilson's ready to quit on the team. This is going to be career suicide for that kid. People piling on. I was saying hashtag push back, Zach. Yeah, push back against your employer who threw you under the bus again, who literally went out there and told all of us that Zach Wilson gives us the best chance to win. 
But then they put Timmy Boyle in back-to-back games. He was not effective. He was a sitting duck. He was not better than Zach Wilson. A lot of us, myself included, said, All right, you got to make a change. You got to go to somebody else. But that was early on in the season. Not week 12, 13. With the season on the line, Rob Sala and the Jets decided to bench what they knew was their best option at quarterback. Was it outside noise, outside pressure that got to you then? Because what we saw during the game is that Zach Wilson does have it. And now uh, Nathaniel Hackett said last week that, oh, the plan this year was for him to sit and get reps and actually watch. And now he got to do that back-to-back weeks. And I think he came out better for it. But, man, they should have had a veteran quarterback in here. They should have got on the phone and brought anybody else in right after Rodgers went down and not put that young man in the position to fail again, to be, you know, the, the whipping boy again to be the 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 guy that everybody's pointing at, Zach sucks, this guy sucks. The Jets are losing because this guy, like, they, they ruined the kid. They ruined the kid. And I hope that they don't try and run it back and bring him back next year because he, he threw for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, made some plays against the Texans. I hope that they just let him go. I hope they let him go sign with, I don't know, sign with the Rams. I, I think this kid has to be out west. Sign with the Rams. Stafford's almost done. And, you know, with McVay, he might become something. Sign with the Chiefs. Be a backup. Blaine Gabbard doesn't have that many years left in the league. Go back up Patrick Mahomes and learn from his play style. Man, go get in there with Sean Payton. How long does Russell Wilson really have? And in this league, you need two QBs. I I think there's some opportunity for Zach Wilson west of the Mississippi. I think he's got to get far away from New York. But with that being said, the whole theme tonight with the Jets and the Giants winning is it's, it's a lot easier to play with no pressure. And, you know, that's why you saw Zach Wilson play a little bit better in the preseason. No pressure on me this year. It's Aaron Rodgers' show. Whatever. I'm going to go run. I'll break a 40-yard run against the Buccaneers. I'll make some throws. I'll do this and that. Because it's like the pressure being removed, it does go back to when you were playing during recess. It does go back to when you were playing uh, after school in your neighborhood. It It does go back to high school, Pop Warner, where there isn't business. There aren't diehard fans. There isn't media coverage. It's just football. And that's what Tommy DeVito said after the game, and I love that quote. I've been playing this game since I was five. It's a kid's game. I'm just trying to have fun with it. Let's take another call before we break. Casamigos, big shot of the night coming up after 11. Jack is in Fairview, New Jersey. What's up, Jack? You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, brother? Good, I hope all is well. All right, uh, everybody keeps bringing up, um, you know, how Brian uh, Gabriel would like to pick his own guy, show a Joe Shane and whatnot. Where did Danny, uh, where did that, Danny, Jesus, uh, Tommy DeVito come from? Didn't they pick him? No, he was undrafted. He chose to sign with them. He had some options. I believe the commanders were the other option, but he's a Cedar Grove kid. But he- they chose him, right? They gave him the they gave him the opportunity, right? They they gave him the opportunity. They didn't decline him. They put out their undrafted free agent contract. Okay, so in essence, if they didn't like him, they wouldn't have given him a contract. They correct? saw something in him. Sure, there was definitely something mm-hmm. that they saw in him to invite him to camp and have him get reps. Okay, so now knowing that whatever happened, he got a shot, right? The injuries, the other injury. Now he's got a shot, and they saw something in him from the beginning. Now he's developing him. Do you really think seeing what he's seeing in him, um, and as he's progressing and getting better, and I know it's only four games, you know, and the first one they let him throw, 
The other three, he's proving himself more and more. You think if they gave him weapons and whatnot, and I know DJ Styles is going to be the quarterback coming back in next year and whatnot because they did pay him. But if he's not healthy and uh, he doesn't, you know, and he's not ready, if they give him weapons around him instead of drafting a quarterback, don't you think he'd, you know, grow? Yeah, I think there's a lot of growth to be seen. Thanks for the call, Jack. And I think that they're aware of his growth just here. Just the fact that he's not taking sacks. He's better at not taking sacks, running the ball, getting positive yards, and not turning the ball over. That's what I'm saying. The progress is obvious if you're watching him quarterback these last few weeks. And I think that the coaches can, you know, get get patted on the back for that. But I think that the coaches have been around the NFL long enough to know, listen, it's a good story. It's good that we're turning this season from nothing into something. We're winning some games. We're salvaging some games. We're, we've now got the locker room and some of these guys into it. But I don't think that they're fooled. I think Brian Dable has seen a lot of NFL football. I don't think that he's fooled to think that Tommy DeVito is this guy because you know what Joe Shane and Brian Dable want to do? They want to bring the Giants back to the Super Bowl. They want to win consistently. They don't ever want to lose as many games as they lost this year again. So if you have this year where you lose all of these games, and even you you know, you know, salvage some of the games late, you, you win some games at the end of the season so it doesn't look like a complete failure tank job, like you've lost the locker room, like you don't know how to coach anymore, but if you still end up in that top 10 with picks where you don't want to be picking again, and there's a quarterback that you, they're going to talk to all these quarterbacks. There's a quarterback that you like, Tommy DeVito is not stopping you from bringing him in. And Daniel Jones is also not stopping you from bringing him in. And I think the writing is on the wall. It's right there. Unless they're absolutely in love with a Marvin Harrison Jr. that might fall to them or an offensive tackle that falls to them, which I don't, I just don't think that they need to do that. I think that the quarterback of the future is on the way. Tommy DeVito is a good story for right now, but he's, he's not the long-term answer. Today's not a day to you know, rain on his parade. It's a great story. I love it. The local field is the best story we have in New York. But uh, you got to, what do they say? You got to see the, the forest through the trees, something like that. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 